Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as always, is my co-host and associate editor, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I don't know. I feel like people keep asking me that, and I keep not having an answer because, like, every day is the same, essentially, <laughs> now. I don't know. That's so sad. It didn't. It was supposed to snow here, and it didn't. And I'm a little sad about that because it really just like rained and was gross. But I live in Virginia, so I shouldn't be shocked by this. But we've actually had snow twice, so I was, I was, I don't know. I was ready to become a believer or something. No, no. I, I, I knew the moment that like, what the thing about weather here is that Capital Weather Gang is so pro snow, and when they're like, "This is our last chance for snow," I was like, well, "It's not going to snow. It's just not." So what are we talking about today, other than, you know, our lack of snow? Uh, well, we are adopting a cozy mindset. Oh, that's good. Because uh, it is time to return to the world of fuzzy animals and veterinary care of the second cre- second season of All Creatures Great and Small. Hooray! Yay! Hooray! And joining us for this very animal-heavy discussion will be our contributor, Janet Mullaney, who is recapping it for us. Hey, Janet. Hey. This is such a fun show, and I'm so glad to be recapping it. <laughs> it really does, like, it's like my, co- it's it's like soothing and cozy, and it makes me feel better when I watch it. Yeah. Um, I when I when I watched the th- the 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 first three episodes, I basically did each episode was like a reward for like finishing an article that I didn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, okay, if I write this, I can watch another one. <laughs> it's such. A, I mean, I know we talked about this last season, but it's such like a not. Um, it's just like low stakes and sweet and really just great for this time of year because it's January's horrible. And yeah, yeah, but it's also for the characters. There are some, uh, there are some some high stakes stuff going on, and I think you get into that more as the season progresses. And I have to tell you that, although I knew we were only writing, um, well, I I've written the first three recaps at this point. I went and watched the rest of it because I wanted to see what was going to happen, and I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> I wanted to keep going, and I yes. didn't, because I wanted to. I wasn't sure that I would be... Uh, sometimes I have a hard time remembering what happened in which episodes, but I was like, if I keep going, I'm going to mm-hmm. say something I shouldn't. But I wanted to keep going. Yeah, no, I, I, I now have the rest of them to reward myself every time I have to write, you know, about a show that I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, but before we... We should say... It'll just keep going forever now because it's already been renewed for two more seasons. So there's like way more animal husbandry to come. Um, and honestly, I don't think that's such a bad thing. I mean, um, even though uh, uh, we'll get into the plot of this season in a minute. But, you know, the thing is, is that this is never going to be like a, 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 a kind of show that that is majorly plotty right it's just which is fine Mm -hmm. honestly and in a way it's sort of like you know the the original 1978 all creatures great and small is playing um on some of our uh, digital our 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 digital pbs channels around here um i know i've caught it on weta uk and i think on some of our some of our sister pbs stations as well and 
you, you, you watch them out of order. There's no need to watch mm-hmm. them in order. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what season it is. It doesn't matter. Okay, what are we saving today? Are we saving a cow? Are we saving a sheep? Okay. You know, it's, a lot of TV used to be like that. Like it was yeah. stuff that st- stuff that, you know, does well in reruns, if yeah. you will. Like because a lot of shows nowadays, they don't even really do reruns of them. Because if you don't watch them in order, you won't watch the rerun anyway because you won't know what's happening and besides most stuff goes to streaming so there's no need to rerun stuff on television because you can watch it anytime and you can watch it in order but this series does hint very strongly that things are going on in the great big wide world for instance there was a newspaper headline in the very first episode about Mussolini so things are heating up in Europe it's 1938 I think yeah it's 1938 When when does the war officially start somebody history 1939. Yes, in okay. England it started 1939, right? That's not far. <laughs> <laughs> you guys came in later. Oh my god, I guess I hadn't really thought about that, that at some point we are going to, I know this show is based on a previous show, which are based on books, but I haven't consumed any of that other content, so I guess I hadn't really thought about the fact that like eventually like a world war is going to happen. Again. One of the reasons, um, so the, the big plot line at the beginning here is that James is, has been offered a job up back in Scotland. Um, and he doesn't have and and, you know, he can basically like live near his parents and make a lot of money at a very fancy vet that has like x-ray machines and all that kind of stuff. X-ray machines. Right. And 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 the whole reason that they have an open position, I don't know if you caught this, is they said he joined up as in the guy who he would be replacing left the veterinary service to go sign up for the army. Oh, no, I did not catch that. Yes, because because mobilization is starting. Um, but no, like it, the thing is, is that like the, these sorts of like, it's not a lot, right? Like it's a throwaway line here of, oh, yeah, he joined up. So, uh, you know, th- this position will be open in six months because that's when you get shipped out. Oh, mm-hmm. that actually makes a ton of sense because I yes. wasn't really sh- I I didn't really sort of clock it when he said that about it being like he couldn't have the job for six months and I was like oh okay yeah it's because the other guys joined up so right now he's in basic and he's still around and he can still work but in six months he's gonna be shipped out so and 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 as Janet pointed out there's the Mussolini headline um so yeah the kid is yelling about Chamberlain like it's not it, it it's just there in the background Yes, so I'm wondering how they're actually going to handle the war years, because in the books, that is all done in flashback. Every chapter starts off with um, with James Herriot having to do like 3,000 push-ups in a freezing cold London park, and his mind goes back to a similar event in Yorkshire. Um, but they're already, um, shall we say... Um, rustling around that's the wrong word they're they're messing around with the episodes when they happen and who they happen with so i think it's going to be fairly skillfully done it won't be too much of a shock but you know i really love that opening sequence in glasgow that close-up of james's hands it was like he was laying on of hands to a little furry kitten it was lovely we have cats this season, you guys. Yes. I know. I do squee every time we get a cat. I also squee every time we get a dog. I squee when I see tr- Tricky Woo. I mean, I'm very much team. I'm very much team cats. Well, team cats and Tricky Woo, but we got cats. But also, the shots of the Glasgow streets were absolutely beautiful. I mean, they they made them look in their own bizarre way 
which was sort of grey and shiny and soft, as beautiful as the Dales. And I thought that was such a clever touch because that really showed that that was James's home and it was where he was. And then he meets a friend and they say something unintelligible to each other. And you realise that, yeah, James is home and he's got a really big decision to make. So such yeah. a good opening to the series. I also thought it was interesting because another thing I hadn't considered is you see this like a little bit when they're in the Dales, but the doctor that James is working with is uh, like, he's like, oh, no, the future of this is is pet medicine, mm-hmm. like treating people's pets instead of their farm animals. And I was like, oh, I guess there is a point at which we sort of transition to like people having animals that they kept in their home for company rather than animals that they kept in their barn for animal products. Yeah. That were basically machinery and, and workers mm-hmm. in a way that like, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but Max and Charlotte are not workers. They do kill the occasional bug though. I don't even kill bugs. <laughs> Mine just spend my money. Um, <laughs> but also um, I don't think, well, actually James's father mentions it, that, you know, there's all this machinery, you won't need horses anymore. And I think that was a very, very difficult thing for everybody to grasp, that in a generation, those wonderful, huge working horses would be gone. And nobody saw that everyone would have a tractor. Yeah. Or um, every farm, rather. I, I also, um not only was the, the sort of transition from farm animals to pets something that I clocked and I thought was a very, you know, a, a, a good indicator of the time and the sort of way that things changed that we don't think about. Um, I also, I loved the whole like thing where he's, you know, he's pushing it Siegfried about an x-ray and Siegfried's like, oh, of course we do things that are, th- I, I, I'm open-minded. And of course he isn't. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I also just like, uh, um, Helen's father is another one. Like, why, why would you keep a pet? Why would you keep an animal for a pet? This is, ter- this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Of course you wouldn't do that. Like it's a whole mindset that's out in Yorkshire. Um, and I think by making, you know, by making Glasgow a more modern and be more beautiful, you know, in season one, when we saw Glasgow, it wasn't beautiful. It was smoggy. It was. Yeah. And, and there was this whole contrast of and then he goes to the Dales and he falls in love. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they made it so beautiful this time, um, that was that's a real difference because they want to. It, it, it really is kind of a visual thing that you don't. I don't know if other people really caught that 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 they're they're presenting it so differently this time. I had not, but also let's not pretend that the Dales didn't look incredible. Oh, I'm sorry, those tracking <laughs> shots at the beginning are like, how is it that green and lush and ugh. the yeah. the train you know, ride out is just yeah yeah. You know, there, there's an interesting thing that. Uh, that that is in the books and also in this where all the farmers claim that the dogs they have around the place are working dogs and in fact those dogs are pets they just hang out with the farmers for the most part apart from the ones who are herding up sheep or cows and they go for rides in the in in the hay wagons and things with them and so yeah i mean there are pets around it's just the farmers think it would be i don't know a feminine to claim that you had a pet that you liked and yes of course it's a working dog yes of course it just sits there looking happy your cat's a mauser yes of course yes my cat's a bugger 
I'm not sure what they would do with a mouse. I think they would be thoroughly confused by it. Um, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't kill it. Um, I'm pretty sure Hammersmith would be afraid of it. So <laughs> who's that? So, um, you know, even though James is the one with the big decision of whether or not he wants to stay in Yorkshire or take this job back in Glasgow, you know, he's not the only one who has, like, big things this season. Like, I was prepared for Siegfried to have kind of the, the, the thing with the, um, the thing with the widow. Dorothy. Oh, she's not a widow. She's a divorcee. Sorry. Um, and I was prepared for Tristan to have to sort of struggle with the fact that he didn't actually pass his exams and doesn't know Yes, it. but he thinks he did. He yes. thinks he did because the only people who know that he didn't are us and, and Siegfried. And um, and Mrs. Hall yes. figures it out because yes. Mrs. Hall knows everything. Well, Miss, Mrs. Hall s- squeezes it out of Siegfried. And I mean, it's an awful thing to do. Um, to to be dishonest like that. Also, I am not sure about this. I know that at one point, I think a bit later on, Siegfried says something that like there are plenty of vets without qualifications. And I was wondering whether in fact vet, vets getting qualifications was actually something relatively new at this point. Um, because I would have thought it would have affected whether Tristan could be sent out on calls alone, which is why Siegfried keeps pairing him up with James or pairing him up with himself and keeping an eye on him and telling him to wear a tie for goodness. What is this about wearing a tie on a call? Because you really want to be wearing a tie when you're poking around an animal's backside, don't you? It does seem like it doesn't seem great. It's not a good (laughs) idea. But I, I was what I was surprised at is to see that Mrs. Hall even gets kind of a, a I wouldn't quite say it a love life, but like a a, a, a a man sniffing around. Oh my gosh, I want her to go out with that nice man so badly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he and, and, and like I, I remember my grandmother using the phrase, there's a man sniffing around. And for the first <laughs> time I really felt like I saw that in a show. Like I was like, oh gosh, he is he like that is the phrase I would use here he is sniffing around mrs hall you know that's the part where he's like when you decide you want me to fix your clock and i was like yes girl (laughs) oh i thought that was just such a lovely relationship in the in the making but you know i wonder about mrs hall we know that she left her husband or he left her but i we don't really know whether she's actually formally divorced because it was actually quite difficult to get divorced in england at the time you had to stage stage um uh, a tryst in a hotel um, which a private detective you hired would then come and burst through the door and take a photograph and, and, you'd, use, and you'd use that for your divorce yes yes because look the, I got caught yes oh, gotcha no. gotcha well the thing is that's very expensive and it's very long drawn out legal proceeding and these are working class people and I suspect I'm I mean, I know that for centuries, people didn't get divorced, um, you know, through the 19th century, for instance. They just sort of moved on and moved well, out. There's been like a whole world war. There's going to be another one. Can't he yes. just accidentally lose himself? I would think so. Yeah. I'm hoping. Well, I mean, if you think of, um, I just listened to a whole podcast about Jack the Ripper. It's called Bad Women, by the way. It's by Haley Rubenhold, who wrote The Five. It's great. <gasps> oh, yeah. But it was really talking, it was really like going in depth into how like the whole idea of like marriage and divorce was a very sort of upper class thing because lower class people just lived together. Mm -hmm. And then because they couldn't afford to get married, they couldn't afford to get divorced. They didn't have like 
church blessing or whatever. So they would like live together until they didn't. Now, I because I'm quite old, I had a great aunt who um, lived with a man who um, who was not her husband. Apparently her real husband had left and she never knew what happened to him. And the only people who really knew were the family and also the people at the post office where she went to pick up her pension because if you were both single, you got more money than a married couple. So I think it was a very smart move for her in many ways. And he was a lovely guy too, but it did happen. And she would have been born around 1880, I think, a long time ago. Yeah, I am. Um... I, I think there's, you know, that's one thing that we will not get, I think, in this show. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the sort of thing that the show is willing to do because it oh, is no. so different. <laughs> since, this is, since this is such a, you know, since we're so much, you know, people just won't think of things like that. Um, I, I do think it's actually very interesting that Mrs. Hall may very well still be married to some human that is wandering around out there. But I, I think if, if Mr. Mr. I'll Fix Your Clock Man, just, I, and I'm sorry, I didn't actually catch his name. Um, he's the guy with the dog. Um, you know, he uh, if 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 he comes sniffing around and she decides to go off with him, like I I would assume that the show would use it as an excuse to show a, a church wedding. Yes, yes. Um, n- not unlike Helen's not wedding. Yeah. Now Helen. Um, I th- Helen is sort of interesting in this because she she's been living in isolation. I thought she would be damned forevermore in the eyes of Darabi, like nobody would want anything to do with her. And that doesn't really seem to be the case. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I am quite startled that Neville Longbottom has gone to France. Oh, yes. Well, I don't actually love the character. The character is kind of terrible, but I love hot adult Neville Longbottom, and I'm (laughs) sad that he is gone. Uh, I mean, I do assume he'll show up later in the season because, you know, Helen has to actually, like, deal with this eventually. Um, And and, and James will have to sort of, I don't know, like, say to him, hey, listen, I I got your girl. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I assume that must happen at some point, either this season or next season. Yeah. I know the answer is is misogyny and sexism, but yes. the reason, the fact that like James doesn't sort of get the blowback that she does is, yeah, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. well, I mean, w- w- we talked about season one. You talked about how much this is a boy program and how male centric yeah. this this show is, and it really uh, uh, the fact that we get any of her point of view, as far as I'm concerned, is probably much more modern than an older fashioned version would would bother with in a way yes but well she's been compelled to hide her face in shame and uh, and and that's a terrible thing i mean it's it's damaging to her it's damaging to her family although interestingly enough it made her younger sister learn how to cook remember this is the family where no one can cook Oh, right. Yes. And Helen <laughs> burned things all the time. I mean, what did they live on? Did they go and graze in the fields with the animals? Um, uh, no, they'd get that yes. they get that disease that the cows had. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, uh, they would. Yeah, indeed. Uh, <laughs> but Sorry. but I thought it was rather extraordinary that you had these this household of three people doing, you know, heavy physical labor and no one could cook. And uh, so, thank so thank goodness, young Jenny um, stepped up to the plate for this one. Otherwise, they'd be wasting away. <laughs> um. So, uh, 
I, I have I have questioned how people feel about um the way that we are sort of handling the the James and Helen romance and the fact that he like hasn't told her about Glasgow yet or mm-hmm. any of that that he is in a way sort of you know as I said this is sort of a boys show you know there's this level I was, I was gonna say there's he will not tell her until he absolutely cannot avoid it because right. that is how boys are yeah. Um, and, 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 and how do we feel about that in general? Like there, there's so much about like the way that these, the way that these characters sort of don't tell each other things like they're all, it's, it's so weird because they're always saying honesty is the best policy to each other <laughs> and yes, they're but- all lying to each other all the time. Well, they're lying by omission all yeah. the time as well. And I think it is just that class, that time people did there were things you didn't talk about you know you didn't talk about the fact that she dumped him at the altar although obviously there was a heck of a load of gossip going on at that town remember when diana comes around selling tickets for the daffodil ball and and Kristen and and um and james start telling siegfried about her lurid past because she is a divorcee and that was a really big deal then as you say it was an upper class thing um, and- I, I, I actually, um, he, they, what is it that Mrs. Hall says? She says that uh, he says, I think she ran off with the maid. And then she says, I think he ran off with the gardener. Yes. And it, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, 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 uh, the, the, the inference is that he was actually gay. Is that, it, it, did I get that right? Yeah, you did get that. But the okay. thing is, I don't think people would have been laughing about that. I think they would have been genuinely shocked by it. And, and that seemed to me a little discordant as did, um, um, Helen's comment when when they inveigle her, um, Tristan and Siegfried inveigle her into the house to talk to James on a flimsy excuse, and James start uh, starts stumbling around about how he has a, has these tickets, and she makes a joke that maybe he's going with Tristan, and that just didn't seem like something somebody would joke about. Do, and that, that that's her modern sensibility sort of getting in the way. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And and I really I really felt sorry for Helen that she was the one who decided she had to be isolated, but she couldn't go anywhere, um, just as her ex fiance hadn't gone anywhere. You know, for a long time I thought, well, when did she actually dump him? Was it before the ceremony or was it immediately after? It must have been before because they're not technically married. They're not even technically engaged, even at the moment. I mean, it's just a big question mark. Yeah, I um I I guess I guess we just sort of need to wait for Hugh to come back to see if we can find out or maybe we'll actually never find out. Maybe they'll sort of yeah. leave that. Well, I thought in episode 1 the good thing about it was that James and Helen did start talking to each other. And- I mean, they talked in like the most roundabout we're going to yeah. talk about this animal, but it's also but there's a subtext. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's talk about animals making mistakes, Helen. <laughs> and animals deserving second chances as um, they so often do do yes um uh, speaking of animals how do we feel about the animal husbandry in this season so far it's not just all it, it i i'm i'm very happy it's not all cows all the time this season i mean we do get our share of cows but we mm-hmm. have um we have sheep we have pigs we have a bird oh the lambs are so lovely and i oh, love they're so little yes I loved the fact that the orphaned lamb was adopted. 
Um, and, and, and he survived by going and stealing milk from other mothers. I thought that was so great. Um, I, I really, um, one of the things that when I did the uh, All Creatures Great and Small season two panel um, this past summer, they talked about the fact that in the first season they had filmed in the late summer and early fall. And for the second season, they, because of the pandemic and everything and delays and so forth, they actually filmed in the spring and they realized how much nicer it was to film in the spring because they suddenly had all these baby animals that they hadn't had around in the first season. Because it's baby animal time. (laughs) Um, So I I thought that was really interesting. And, um, you know, as you you mentioned, they're going to be doing seasons three and four. Season three is scheduled again to be filmed in the spring for the same reason. Ah, uh, so so we will all we will be getting baby we will be getting baby sheep for uh, more seasons. Um, but back to larger animal subplots. I was really, I mean, and this is one of those things where I know I'm looking at it through like a modern lens of somebody who loves animals and has a lot of animals. But I was so mad that they wanted to kill Jenny's dog. <gasps> oh yeah, I was like, that's her dog. I don't know. I also don't believe that they trained that dog that quickly. No, of course not. No. <laughs> I, I know, I expect it's still done, but I know it used to be that if you let a dog loose in a field, a farmer could come and shoot the dog. And there was, I mean, a field with animals. You, a farmer could shoot that dog and he was well within his rights to do so. I mean, I think it was amazing that they managed to argue him out of it. And I think it was because he'd lost a sheep and he was really, really upset about that. Like that he was emotionally attached to the sheep, do you mean? So he sort of... Well, he re- he he really cared about his stock, and he was upset that that he'd lost a sheep, and and I think he started identifying with Jenny losing her dog, and also you know these farmers with all these quote unquote working dogs, um, <laughs> <laughs> that really hit home for him, I think. But I was quite surprised at what a strong emotional reaction he had. I mean, I figured that the dog would probably be okay because I don't think I would have been able to stand it if they were like, and we're going to murder this this girl's dog in front of you on screen right now. That's not cozy. That's, not a, that, that, that's just not, that's just <laughs> yeah. not all creatures great and small. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that is off brand, as they say. Yes. Um. So yeah, I um I, I, I actually, in that episode, what bothered me more was the bird. Oh, yes. Um, the the budgie. Oh, her- that Tristan's just like whatever. You won't know that it's not your pet. Different change in color, you'll never know. Yes. Like, of course she will. Of course she knows that's not her bird. The moment she hears it, she goes, "That's not my bird." And then they lie to her, and it's almost like she's like she. Ex- I almost wanted it to be more obvious that she was accepting the kindness of the lie. I wanted it to be more obvious that she wasn't fooled. Yes. On the other hand, it did get Tristan doing a bit of soul searching, which Tristan really needs, in my opinion, um, because he started talking to James about, is it right to tell a lie to avoid upsetting someone? And so obviously that was weighing on him. But that was that was a very, very dodgy episode. Also, the fact that he was walking around with a cage and you expected him to start talking. Well, I mean, he did actually say it's a dead budgerigar or something. I mean, it's like the dead parrot sketch. And I don't know how they managed to film that with a straight face. I am sure that they were quietly dying inside. I, Tristan does a lot of things with birds oh, because he also, has the, he, he also has the chicken episode in episode three. 
um, with the uh, oh, right with the- which which what lesson is that supposed to teach him um, again? Is it just is it just Siegfried being like kind of a jerk yes. and like you can't have a day yes. off? So here's like take these animals. But I'm also like I don't know what he's supposed to learn from having these chickens. Um, you know, my my sister in law raises chickens because she's one of those people who uh who has a very large backyard and it's a pandemic and to heck with it get chickens um and uh suburban chickens and uh i i have to say chickens are mean oh like, yeah they're te- they are mean oh you know what a lot of birds are really mean mm-hmm. like my best friend when i was in college one of my best friends in college had parakeets who are the meanest birds one of them beheaded the other one <laughs> like they're just they're they're a little horrible monsters oh god they really are dinosaurs aren't they it's like game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> Like we came back from the mall and there was like a dead parakeet in the cage because the other one had That's killed horrifying. it. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Winter is coming, budgie. <laughs> yeah, birds are birds are ruthless, man. Um, I I did. Uh, am I supposed to understand that they basically just gave all the chickens to the neighbors at the end of that episode? Well, like what the heck? That's what well, I. Siegfried that- was threatening to do that, although Siegfried really wanted to have the fresh eggs. But you know, in a village that size with one shop. You would get super fresh eggs anyway. Mm. Um, but I I don't know. I, I mean, Siegfried tends to be rather a penny pincher. Um, so possibly that was why. But I think he wanted something for Tristan to do. Although it really wouldn't, keeping hens would not really interrupt with Siegfried, with Tristan rather being sent out on calls or not being sent out on calls, would it? No, not really. No. Also, um, speaking of animals, we we mentioned Tricky Woo, um, oh. who is still my who is still my favorite character in the entire oh, show. Our favorite dust mop. I know. I hope that I hope that the dog that plays Tricky Woo has like a. You know, he watched like through the credits of movies, and it's like assistant to Mister Keanu Reeves or whatever in like the Matrix. And I'm like, I hope that the dog has someone to like brush its coat. Oh, he must I just have. feel like it must attract tangles. Uh, uh, okay, well the the dog's name is actually Derek the dog. Um <laughs> if you talk to the actors, they all talk about Derek the dog. Um they all sort of love hate Derek the dog. Um uh, Samuel West actually talked about how like Derek the dog actually reads the scripts and like he's the only dog he's ever met who reads the scripts because uh, he knows the the blocking better than the actors. Um, and if the actors do it wrong, Derek will kind of look at them like, what the heck is wrong with you? And then do it correctly, um, which I find to be. I love Derek. This is a Derek Stan <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, well, Patricia Hodge, our new Mrs. Pumphrey. Yeah, I was going to say, how do we feel about Mrs. the new yes. Mrs. Pumphrey? She said he was an incredibly intelligent dog. <laughs> yeah. How do we feel? Well, we hardly get a glimpse of her in episode. I mean, she just have, has that one visit. Um, we are going to get more yes. of her later we, down the line, will, aren't we? We will get more of her. Yes. Okay. Good. And um, and she, and she pulls this incredibly rude trick by giving one of the lovely homemade biscuits that Mrs. Hall has made to Tricky Woo, and says she only eats some sort of fancy peak green biscuit or something like that, and Mrs. Hall gets a very angry look on her face at that. <laughs> but that's you know she's. Um, Mrs. Pumphrey is just nuts over that dog. You know, when she says she thinks the problem with Tricky Woo chasing after chickens is that he's an only dog. <laughs> now, in the books, she becomes obsessed with him being an only dog. Oh, is and that really gets, a thing? Yes, and she gets a pet pig, and I don't think that's going to happen in this, which is a real shame. 
Uh, I'm trying to imagine, like, no, I'm thinking of like you know those little they're they're like they're popular now. They're not like full pigs. They're like tiny pigs. Well, they might that do... people get as pets now. Yeah, but um, have you not seen these? I think they only had full pigs in the 1930s, although they may not have been as big as the as the current pig breeds. Um, but uh, she had to hire her gardener to throw the ball for the pig. And it was it was a sort of strange episode. I mean, she is very much an eccentric person, to put it mildly. I mean, honestly, I would I would love the fact that she I would love if she got a pet pig that would amuse the heck out of me. But mm-hmm. also, like, I, I just don't know how. But then again, the show is so animal centric. I mean, we had the whole thing with the pig and the, the thing on its head mm-hmm. um, in I think that was episode two. Um, oh yes, yes. Before, before, before the whole cow tummy incident. Yes, the thing. gate surgery. Yes, um, I, I, I thought that I, I, I thought that was actually really clever, and um, I also really wonder about the prosthetic on that pig's head, um, and how the pig felt about having a prosthetic on his head because I'm sure that wasn't real. It was probably an incredibly friendly pig, and probably the way they got it to chase Tristan was to put some food in Tristan's back pocket. Mm, I felt so bad for its big like head bomb. Right? It was like so gross. Like that's got that's got and that's the thing. I know that's not CGI. That's mm-hmm. gotta be like something they strapped to the poor animal. I mean, and that's not one of those things where they can like like we know that like when they show like um James, you know, birthing a cow, he's using a fake cow butt. And we know that like when he births a sheep, he's using a fake sheep butt. But I'm pretty sure that was a real pig wearing a thing on its head that ran into a gate. Like, that's not a fake pig with a fake thing on its head. Well, we'll, ha- we'll have to look out for the credit for animal makeup. <laughs> um, I don't actually, I meant to say this before, but I got distracted talking about the fact that I hope that Tricky Woo has an assistant. But I actually really like how chill they were about the new Mrs. Pumphrey. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that it wasn't like... You know how sometimes shows do that thing when there's a recast for whatever reason where they make some sort of pithy comment about how it's a different person so that you can how much you've changed to the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that. And I really like that they were just really chill about it and kept moving. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I feel like especially in this, you know, recasting is sort of. Um, I'm I'm gonna bring up um I'm gonna bring up Sanditon, which is coming. Um, you know they're not recasting Sidney Parker. You know he he's he, you know Theo James isn't coming back, so we have you know new love interests. It's actually very old fashioned to decide to recast in this way. You know we that this kind of and without commentary in that way, like that's the sort of thing you got in Bewitched or Roseanne, right? Mm-hmm. Like that 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 that's a, that's old school television that they're doing by doing that, and I think it sort of fits with the whole you know all creatures great and small brand to be very old school in that way about characters and not to lose characters just because the actor inconveniently dies um no no offense to uh the late diana rick well well that's it it was diana rick and i think they did it exactly the right way and patricia hodge is obviously going to put her own spin on it and but it will not be like patricia Hodge acting Diana Rigg acting Mrs. Pumphrey. Right. Um, 
so for uh for the rest of the season, I know Janet has seen most of the other episodes, but I have not. Um, I'm I'm trying to think what it is I definitely want to see by the time we get to the Christmas special at the end. Um, and I I I'm struggling with whether or not I want to see James and Helen get together this season or not. Um, and 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 I'm and I'm wondering. I know Janet, you've actually seen ahead, but Lacey, how do you feel about? Do, do you want to see them get together this quickly or do you want it to play out longer? I kind of think, I think, I think my gut response is I want it to play out a little bit longer. I'm not sure that I know why, but that's just like my gut. That's just my 30 second. What? Yes or no gun to the head question or answer to the question. Well, doing, doing what she did um, is is serious. I mean, it's a devastating thing to do. It affected two families. And, uh, and I think she has to, I think she has to regroup from that. And also, you know, get out and show her face in public, which in episodes one, certain, you know, her sister says, well, all she does is take long walks and, and work on the farm. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and she's, uh, and I think she's punishing herself. But I, I also feel that she shouldn't be taking it out on James, which I thought she was doing. I, I do agree with you on that. But on the flip side, I also think James should get a spine. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed, yes. Like, it's like I don't know why this is. I don't know why this is all on her to make this happen. Yes. Like he could be a man and do something. Yeah, about I it. mean he does. He <laughs> does have a spine when it comes to Siegfried, but he doesn't have a spine when it comes to Helen. It's a little bit like Tristan, who has a spine when it comes to uh, what is the name of the girl that he's like that he likes. I've forgotten her name. Maggie. Maggie. Um, yeah, and but he has no spine when it comes to Siegfried. It's kind of like they have opposite problems that way. Yeah, I really wanted I really wanted James to be much more proactive about it. And but I mean, I would like him to be more proactive sort of like full stop, yes. let alone just with her because I think he's one of those people that kind of let stuff happen to him a lot. Yeah. Or My mom said or, yes for me to this job that I don't think I want. Mm. Yeah, or or let other people come up with the answer to the question, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like rather than deciding like this is the answer, this is my answer to this question, like like he gets there because somebody else intervenes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like with uh like with Siegfried saying, Well, of course I told you to do the shot in the throat, because that way you could look her in the eye and say, I've tried everything. Yes. Yeah. And 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 you- I thought that was so rude, but so true yeah. too. Um, yeah. and and it, it's one of those moments where you th- where you realize that Siegfried actually is really good at this job for mm. all that he's eccentric, for all that he's kind of a jerk, for all that he, you know, is not. He he he's not like my favorite character. Um, that that he is actually really good at this job, and and on on some real level, despite pretending that he hates people, he does get it. Yeah, and also that's what he had. That's what veterinarians had to do then, because they didn't have penicillin, and they had these ancient recipes, um, which. I guess sometimes the animals got better on their own, and so the res- medicines kept being used. Um, but that was such a dire situation for Mrs. Dalby, um, losing her husband. And wasn't that the ama- that the opening of episode three amazing, where you had the funeral coming, everybody walking down the road, and 
I was following that, watching faces, thinking, oh my God, who is missing? Yes, all of Skeldale House is there. Um, all, the Aldersons are still there. So who is it? Um, and that was amazingly powerful. And they had that wonderful touch of the guy who was walking down the road who stopped and took his cap off and bowed his head. And that felt like such an authentic moment to me. Um, but that poor woman losing her husband like that and being left with the farm. It was it was really heartrending. And of course, she didn't want to leave. I thought the interesting thing, too, was that the farmers are pretty friendly with each other, but she didn't have immediate family that she could call on. And I think that was because it was rather like, um, oh, any other sort of property. There's only one family that is going to take over the family farm and the rest of the people are either going to work on the farm or else are going to go off to, to, to the city or else are going to go off and work on another farm. So she didn't have something like a friendly brother-in-law that she could call on, which was dreadful. I am... Um... I really, I, I thought the funeral was really moving. Um, yeah. I also thought it was very interesting that we had this sort of comparison of, you know, farmers don't move, but city people do. Mm. And at that was what I was going to, that was what I was going to say was that I really, it made me, uh, I didn't like how, how easily James found the idea of like her just picking up and leaving. Yeah. Like, okay, this is the answer. This is what you should do. Yeah. And and I, I felt it was very odd because like there's a level where you're supposed to feel very sorry for him that he picked up and moved and a part of him really wants to move back. And Helen is wrong for saying, well, you wouldn't understand how farmers want to to stay on their land and how much they are attached to their land because you're a city person. And yet at the same time, he is totally being that stereotype. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and at the same time, he's also worried about his parents who are aging and his dad is going down to the docks every day for work and getting turned down because of his age and what's going to happen to them. Well, he should be, is he not making more money now? I mean, he must be sending them money. Yeah, no, there's actually yes. a scene where he gives yes. an envelope to Mrs. Hall in episode three. Um, it's a kind of a quick scene where he hands an, ep uh, hands an oh, envelope. Oh, right, yes. And, and he's like, I'm sending home money. I don't know what else I can do. Yeah. Well, that's that's what a good son would do. And uh, and I think Mrs. Hall is very smart about it. She doesn't try to influence him. She just says your parents want you to do what is right and what will make you happy. I love Mrs. Hall. Yeah. I really I, I really, well, I really want give the, her I like... want the man who's sniffing around to take her home. <laughs> I do too. I I do too. I want them to at least like go out on a date. But I really I really not just because I really liked that guy, but I really do want Mrs. Hall to have an arc or a story or some aspect of her presence on the show that is not attached to the men at the at the vet. I, I feel like office. those first three episodes were kind of building to it, especially when she gets left alone for game night. Mm -hmm. I think there's a level oh, yes. where the, where the show is starting to build to that. I I would really like to see that continue for the rest of the season. So that's a good one. Yeah. I've always thought there was a buzz between her and Siegfried. But I, I did too, but now he's he's sleeping I, yeah, with Yeah, I thought the, the show the, was the, going to go with yes, that. And instead but... instead he's sleeping with what who is the woman? Diana or whatever her name is? Yes, Diana, um, whoever yeah. she is. Yeah. yeah, she did the the the, the divorced woman. Like mm -hmm. I was sort of startled on how fast that happened too. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, really? Um well hopefully they'll break up and he can get with Mrs. Hall or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe that's why it happened so quickly. Also, I wonder whether we're going to see what happens with Mrs. Hall's son, who we've never seen. But we oh, know... Oh, right. That's from the yes. Christmas episode. Yes. Um, and will he ever show up? What will happen to him? I mean, hmm. who knows? I feel like he has to show up at some point because it's a little bit... It's a little Chekhov's gun Yes. I think the writers are holding him in reserve. I kind of hope so, um, considering we have two more seasons. Yes, um, indeed. At least. <laughs> How long did the original one run? Like a years, long time. 11 years. 11 years? Oh. Yes. That's a really long time. I mean, long honestly, time. like it's, uh, I mean. I mean, Call the Midwife just did season 10, so it, it can yes. be done. It can be done, and it could totally be like, I mean, I know Nicholas Ralph like basically was like, this is his first major acting job, but this could just be his job for like the rest of his life. And I'm sure people would just keep tuning in all through the 2020s. Yes. But you know what happened to the actor who played James Herriot? In, uh, in the old version, the 1970s, 1980s version, he couldn't get work after because people honestly thought he was a veterinarian. And his agent shouted down the phone to prospective directors, no, no, he's not a veterinarian. He's an actor. And he had trouble <laughs> finding work, although he did eventually get work in a long-running um, uh, hospital soap. But uh, but he was just branded that way. But I well, I mean that that happens to yes. actors. Like it happened to Tom Baker in Doctor Who. Yes. Um. Yes. And uh, it, I'm thinking of that, of course, because the original Tristan was the Fifth Doctor. Yes. Um. And, but also, like, I just you know, like that's why Dan Stevens left Downton Abbey when he did because he didn't want to be Matthew Crawley the rest of his career. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Smart decision. I know he's done very well for himself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I um I, I I I wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to do this for the next you know decade. But also like you know, I, I mean the residuals on that you'd never have to work again. It'd be kind of like you know, kind of like Daniel Radcliffe who can then go off and do wacky things like be Weird Al in a in an autobiography. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> I love. I mean, him. good for him though. But he. Ch- I, lo- I I love that he is willing to do weird stuff and take risks. Like I respect yeah, that. I mean, he's as opposed to just like I don't know making wizard shows. Forever. Well, he doesn't have the thing is he never has to work again, so he might as well just do what he wants. Yes, sure. Dun dun dun. I want to ask like what everybody Janet answer carefully as you've watched further ahead than we have. Like what? I would um, try not to give spoilers. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Like what do you what are you most looking forward to through the back half of the season and then we'll wrap it up? Oh well there is some very good stuff in this. There's some cricket. You know, the, the episode three touches on cricket quite a lot because the test match is being played in London. And that is um annual major game between well, it's either between England and Australia or England and India. And you may have noticed there's some very odd jargon around because cricket is a very strange game. It is. Yes. Very, very strange. I don't understand. I tried to, I, I, there's an, what is something, Resantitin, they did, they did a cricket episode and I tried to like learn the rule. I tried to like read up on the rules of it and I was like, this is impossible. (laughs) Well, cricket was a substantially different game at that point. And there is one group in the US actually Williamsburg, who play um, traditional late 18th century, early 18th century cricket. And it's a very, it's actually a much 
much more fun game. It's a lot faster moving because cricket tends to be people standing around and then inexplicably they run very fast and then they stop. <laughs> um, so we have cricket coming up and uh, what else do we have coming up? Uh, I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is the thing that I know will happen, which is that James won't go home. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> like, like I know, yes. I, like I, I know that's ridiculous for me to be looking forward to say I'm looking forward to it. But because I know, but because I think, we know, I think it's the looking forward to him make having to actually mm, yes. decide something yeah. and and like make a choice. Yeah, right. And and whether or not that that that's hell that that it's Helen that makes him make that choice or he makes that choice himself, I would I I'm also in, I'm also interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, I kind of hate the whole like maybe you'll find someone to stay here for. Yeah angle yeah. of it because that's like really lame in my opinion like stay there or don't but stay it because st- do it because it makes the most sense for you and what you want out of your life not because there's a girl there that you like so that's very annoying i hope he does i, I am looking forward to him having to make a proactive choice to do this i hope it is a proactive choice and not in reaction to something helen or someone else does um well, more more or less it is but um but I know that you didn't want him to forge ahead with Helen, but in fact, he does forge ahead with Helen in this. Spoilers! Spoilers! Yes, spoiler alert, yes. <laughs> yes, I know. I mean, it's ridiculous because we all know that, like, you know. And- I know, this isn't a show that, I. Th- this is not a show that I think is going to do, like, a lot of, right? like, hard turns, if you know yeah, what right? I mean. Like, like we I feel know like if you're the- watching a show like this, you kind of know the beat you of it. You know that Helen is based on his wife, and you know that he does eventually marry, and uh, hello, like, it's not like we don't know this, right? I actually, oh, wait, I just came up with my answer. I would really like... Um, I would really, and I know that I probably won't get this because this is such a boy show, but maybe I'll get it a little bit and I'll be okay. I would like more focus on Helen herself as opposed to Helen as an extension of her family or her love interest potential with James, or I would like a little more her. Yeah. Um, You know that uh, I think quite early on in season one, Helen actually said that she wanted at one point to go to secretarial college. She never intended to stay on in the farm, but then, but then her mother died, so she had to stay on because somebody had to help bring up Jen, and also, uh, you know, do some work on the farm. I feel like that's probably something that happened to so many yes, women yes. in that time period. Yes. Like that, you had big dreams for whatever, but life. Or you had to, you had to stay and look after your family. Well, I mean, women are still doing that. Yes, they um, all have to stay home yes. because because yeah. schools and pandemic and yeah. So the more things change. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So I must say I rather enjoyed the exploding cow in episode three. <laughs> Was it episode three? Yes. Uh, it's a kind of humor I don't really like. <laughs> like yes. I don't think poop humor is that funny. I know that there are a lot of people who just think that's hilarious. I thought. It was sort of a petty and childish yeah. move to be like, let's have our rival stand here so he can get poo in the face. Ha! But I, mean, I also just think poop is dumb. It's true. But, you know, Siegfried was as much covered in poo as Colonel Merrick was. And I thought the funniest thing about it was that Siegfried didn't really seem to notice. <laughs> and also the fact that he had bought them white coats because that was his gesture towards modernization because your white coat, just like a tie, is what you want on a farm. <laughs> I know they were so crisp. Like the, I don't know if it's just that like 
like the colors in this show are just sort of turned up but like even the whites of their jackets seemed like super bright mm-hmm. and crisp and i was like is oh, this a that's... commercial <laughs> yeah it's like oh that's definitely gonna get some animal effluvia on it <laughs> yes but i i really wondered though what what siegfried's um motivation for that was um it certainly wasn't motivation to keep keep a client because no, I think he's getting he's getting he's mad at the client. He's getting even because yes, the, the right. client is moving on to somebody else. Like it's yes. totally childish. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, right. Like Lacey's absolutely correct and also hilarious. And honestly, like I I I I knew it was coming. Like I I the moment I saw the white coats, I knew that this is where we were going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't shocked by it. Um, and it, I mean the thing is, the show doesn't do a lot of that kind of humor. So mm-hmm. I was sort of like, I'll give it a pass this time. Yeah, it's not my it's not my jam, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who thought it was hilarious. So good for them. Wow. I love when we have these uh, people on the show and these these go so quickly because we are right up on time. So Janet, tell the people, besides your all creatures recaps, where they can find you on the Internet. Well, I'm very occasionally on Facebook and um I am also on Twitter at Janet underscore Mullaney. And I'm trying to do more on Twitter, but I just like looking at what people are up to and looking at animal videos, essentially. I mean, that's why the Internet's here. That's what the Internet is for. Yes. Annie, you're up. Uh, Let's see. You can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. Uh, you can find pictures of my adorable fuzzy cats who are not farm animals and are not really capable of killing anything that doesn't have nip in it um, or a cardboard box um, at any bundle on Instagram. Um, I am a staff writer at Elite Daily and the associate editor here at televisions and i freelance around the web and uh this week i will be starting at the uh i'll be at the soon to be defunct av club recapping the gilded age so you can keep an eye out for my recaps there it's probably the last thing i'll ever be recapping for them but you know r.i.p the av club it's sad um yeah um, other than that, yeah, um, if you want to know what I've written this week, just basically, like, go to my Twitter because I retweet all of my bylines. And that's how you, the fastest way to know what I wrote today. Thanks. Huzzah! I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And like everybody else, I write a lot around the entertainment web, but I always tweet my bylines. So come be my friend. Watch me yell about things and check out whatever it is I'm writing about. Uh, Standerton is coming and I'm going to be recapping it, so... I don't know that I'm ready for it, but let's do it. Uh, if you just want the site and the pod, they are also on social media at Telly underscore Visions on Twitter and Television's blog, all one word, on Facebook. We are a product of WETA, and if you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org and click on that donate button up top to help us keep doing it and support public media at the same time. You will also get access to PBS Passport, where you can watch the rest of the season of All Creatures early, if that is your want, or a bunch of other cool programs that are available there oh annie is is waving a sign at me that i forgot to tell you you can also listen to this podcast on youtube uh it's a new thing that we're doing it's very exciting and we are we to pbs there uh that's our show it is currently it's really funny like it gets super dark in my house while we're recording and it's like i'm like sinking into the darkness of this and i was like oh i guess it i guess our show's done so as i sink into the darkness of another covid january 
please take care of yourselves, people. Order your free COVID tests from the federal government. You can get four sent directly to your house. Maybe consider upgrading your mask game. Please, please, please get your booster shot if you haven't yet and talk to those in your life who may be vaccine hesitant and have not gotten vaccinated yet. It is scary out there. And I mean, I'm a really anxious person and I'd like to stop being anxious about all of it. So let's all do our part to lower my anxiety levels. Uh, We will see you next week. And for many weeks thereafter, I hope. But as always, thanks for listening. Bye.